episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. gonna need a shoey after this episode a dingo ate the snatch game in an episode where both minogues made a random cameo and not even a lip sync for your life song the gag of the night was the elimination conspiracy we'll discuss it's time to break it all down as we recap another episode of rupaul's drag race down under and joining me on this blank of a journey is jessica rose hello hi gorge how are you i'm all right um (laughs) Wow, Drag Race um, Down Under is that bitch. They 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 did they did that. They really said, you know what? Fuck what you thought. We're gonna do what we want. <laughs> yeah, um, I think because I mean, listeners, if you're listening to this, you know what happened already. But I think RuPaul was like, everyone said Art Simone's gonna host this show. Well, fuck you, you <laughs> get off my stage. Um, but we, I have, I, there are some things that I've um, thought about that we'll discuss about why what happened happened. Oh, I have a, I have a lot of opinions about why what happened happened. Lots of conspiracy theories out mm-hmm. there. Um, so we're, 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 we'll, we'll discuss them all. But before we begin, we have some drag news of the week that I just remembered that I didn't talk about yet. Um, but the Tamisha Mon Network. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I the way I think about it, I'm like, good for her. The fact that you are like, screw every other um, streaming platform or whatever, because she knows, like, that is the way around the contract. I feel like she's kind of found a good loophole to be able to kind of say what she wants to with this. And I, that, I applaud the, her for that. That is true. Um, the way she's going around about it, messy as all fuck. Like, it's oh, for sure. bad. <laughs> like, if you wanted to burn a bridge, you've bombed it. It's gone. You are never going to be on All Stars unless they are that Tyra desperate. Sanchez did, like, and even Tyra Sanchez won't even go on the show. <laughs> she put out a statement saying, "I don't want to be affiliated with it." Yeah, like I, that's how bad it got. Now, I know I watched the um, the 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 Tamisha show last week when it was on YouTube, and I literally sat there waiting for her to drag Monet. She didn't drag Monet. She plugged her fucking network. Um, fine, it's a move. $15.99 per view or $25.99 for a month. Girl, what do you think this is? This that's no. Listen, if it's to me, I'm like, you can charge those prices. And like I fully believe in supporting queer artists and all of that good stuff. However, if you're not gonna be messy, that's what people are gonna pay the $15.99 right. for, mama. Like, if you're not really gonna give it to the girls, like they're not gonna pay you that much money just to hear you think about like hear your thoughts about life they can tune into an instagram live for that so they're definitely right. not going to pay 15.99 now i don't know what was said because i don't really care to know but <laughs> all i know is that candy news <laughs> did appear on a on an episode mm-hmm. and i just saw when i was scrolling on youtube today that it is available on youtube so yes 
someone please watch it for me and let me know what happened because I don't care to watch it, but I do want to know what happened. Um, so they didn't fight. I know that much. So like, really, who cares? Yeah, they didn't fight. Nothing. Well, listen, <laughs> listen. Whoever spent the fifteen ninety nine, um, I'm sorry for you. And the fact that she's already put it on YouTube, I think, is a sign that it's not going well. This this pay for view. I would assume. I don't know. Well, <laughs> that was the drag news of the week. Um, I do know that there's some potential something or other coming out with Drag Race España tomorrow, possibly. Probably oh, it's tomorrow? Video. No, we, May 30th, but like there's some video okay. or something I think they're releasing. Maybe like Meet the Queens. I don't know. Um, I'm still working on trying to get that um, lineup of guests ready for the recaps because I would like to have Spanish speakers on it because I speak no Spanish and I know the subtitles okay. are F plus um, World of Wonder. Yeah. Um, I, I remember doing uh, Drag Race Holland and people telling me, you realize that what you're saying is not necessarily actually what they're saying because the subtitles mm-hmm. is like, Ugh. well, with pe- more people speaking Spanish, I probably should have a Spanish speaker to help. Let that me makes sense. Going yeah, on, Holland so. was kind of indecipherable at bullet points. There was definitely moments where I was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> and yet there, there were some queens who spoke broken English and that worked. And that's why they're the one on international all-stars but that works <laughs> justice for Janie jk um oh my god we're here though to talk about drag queens who do speak english just down under <laughs> um what the fuck just happened on this television show i okay so are we gonna do theories up front because i'm ready you know what? Let's let's discuss this, some some theories. We might might as well. Okay. So my my theory on this, I think that they're sending a message to anyone that is at that level of drag, like of an Art Simone or of a Karen from finance. Like I, from my thinking about it, I think that they're saying like, don't come in here thinking just because you're at the top and you got there without us that we're not gonna immediately knock you out if we want to. Like we're in charge, you are not. Cause I know a lot of girls, I mean, you could see from the first episode that she was there and she thought she was the only one. Oh yeah. And I think that this is a message for other people to be like, oh, you may think you're coming in as the one, but like at the end of the day, we control the shots. And like, even though she has a World of Wonder show, it doesn't matter, like we are in charge. And I think that was very important for them to get across to the queens. That are well, that, that's that's like another thing to throw in here. I was like, part, was that part of her contract that like she knew she was going to get eliminated early so they gave her a show? Um, I don't know. Now, now I know there's a lot of rumors and spoilers out there. We won't discuss those because I don't want to ruin this experience for people. But another theory that I've come up with is perhaps there was a filming conflict so she needed a week off or something i don't know really for what though i don't know she's the most she's the most famous drag queen in australia <laughs> um it's a possibility it's a possibility i don't know but that that that's what's crazy is wow presents drag race they have built art simone as their Australian queen. She came to every drag con. We knew who she was because of the show. I thought she was going to host it. She clearly did it because Rue was probably bored. But mm-hmm. her presence is there. We'll discuss should she even have been in the bottom. But it it just doesn't 
sit well. Nothing about this elimination makes sense. I felt like when, when obviously like because of the fact that she had a World of Wonder show, I was like, oh, they're about to envy. If anyone was going to get the envy Peru edit, it should have been Art Simone. Like they should have pushed her to, like they push people to the top all the time for really no reason. Of course, of course. And uh, I mean, they did that a lot in 13. Um, (laughs) But I like to, to eliminate someone that was just no, for no shade, but like at a higher level of, performance and art than a lot of the other queens that are on this season so early is kind of gonna make this show a little boring like it's gonna make this season a little boring I think for a lot of people. right and and it's it's really interesting because obviously in UK too they got rid of Joe Black episode one and Joe Black mm-hmm. was this star of um England um so no one is safe literally no one is safe like mm-hmm. don't go in the water you're gonna you, the shark gonna get you maybe actually caring for finance um but <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's there, there's something didn't sit right. Something was mm-hmm. messy here. Um, she must have pissed off production. That's I I feel like she pissed production off, and they were like, you know what? We don't care. We're gonna send you home. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, we we will see. Again, there are rumors and spoilers out there. Who knows what happens next? Mm-hmm. But I just know that this is not a season you should not be watching. This is gonna be good shit. This is good TV. I, listen, this was the gag of like the last five years to me. So yeah. like, we'll I mean, honestly, like this was up at the same level of Bendel Creme, Bendel Creme mm-hmm. herself. So absolutely, we'll see. We will see. But let's let's dive into the episode. And before yeah. we begin, I've been watching, and I was like, why is the set backwards? Do you think they deliberately put the mirror wall and the girls' talking table on the other other side of the room? because they're down under in a different hemisphere? Or is that me just being crazy? <laughs> I'm like being completely serious here. Um, it's on the opposite side of the set. I mean, I noticed that it, it was like a distinct difference. Like I definitely noticed it the first episode. I I think that that set is just like a lot smaller, honestly. And I feel like that's really like, I don't think that there was any real clear, maybe they did want to Now, if that if that's like, the case, if it is because it's in the, the Southern hemisphere, kudos to the designers there. Cause that's funny. Um, if that's just me being crazy and noticing <laughs> things, that's how I watch TV. So maybe they should just be more, I mean, like if they were going to do it and make it like really off, like, I guess make it more obvious. Fair, I don't know how fair. to even do that, but like make it more like make yeah. a joke out of it, even like, oh, like the workroom is like reversed because we're dead. whatever, you know what I yeah. mean? Like I mean, there is that meme floating around from episode one where um uh it says, Well, in there in Australia they do uh drag backwards and Rue is um dressed underneath the table instead of on top. Uh well, okay, yeah, I guess that yeah, okay. Who knows? Who knows? But why not? <laughs> The episode begins. Electra is humbled by the experience. As Karen says, Jojo getting her dream taken away from her was crushing. Electra came in overconfident and now she feels ready. She says that they've all seen her moves and Karen is scared of her. And as Kitta says, not just her makeup. It's rough. <laughs> it's not great. It's not great. I don't get like, I feel like she has like the beginner queen thing of like, putting a color underneath your eyebrow but it ends up looking like another eyebrow so you look like you have like one big yeah giant block she doesn't blend face. she doesn't know how to blend yeah, no not at all <laughs> um and i can't even say that's a down under thing because none of the other queens are that bad no everyone else's makeup it like i will say the queens on this season the makeup is like beat yeah they're Most they're wonderful girls are like beat yeah so, yeah she's the big standout of that <laughs> Karen has set the bar high for herself and she thinks that the other queens should be threatened by her. 
Did you notice that as she's saying that, the camera panned right to Art Simone? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then they have the knife slice sound. Yeah, if that wasn't the actual killer sound cue, I don't know what was. <laughs> Art thinks she's deserving of winning, and Karen thinks having one over on Art will get inside of her. The second that Art says that she's coming to terms that it's a competition, I knew something bad was to come. Welcome to Drag Race. (laughs) Karen is ready for week two. Art says with her tips, she's ready to go home. Karen notices after she gave her a little look, Art is shaking in her boots. Um, I think it's a little bit of jealousy, but those two are the big two queens of the the country. So it's, it's inevitable. The girls wonder what the challenge for the week could be, and someone says that it's doing a shoey. What's a shoey? Oh, girl, we're about to find out. You shove some booze in a shoe and chug it. The three New Zealanders have each been given a heel, and they are guzzling something down. What? I do not care to find out. Have you ever done a shoey? Uh, no, absolutely not. That is so, like, I mean, obviously, like, it was a production shoe. It was a shoe from set that they put there specifically for this moment. Like, it was very produced. But, like, even with the thought of, like, oh, this was probably, like, a fresh, clean, that I was still grossed out to watch yeah. it. I was like, yeah, no. This feels like a very, like, old England, like, pre-Black Plague thing to do. <laughs> I was like, no thanks. Like, keep that way over there. <laughs> Yeah, um, I've never done a shoey before, um, though I do have um, a pal, the person who ghosted me. Um, he did a version of a shoey on his birthday when I threw him a Zoom when he took his drink and put it in his shoe and drank the drink from his shoe. It was weird, but when you're drunk, you're drunk. I have, I actually, and it's sitting right in front of me. Um, I can grab it and show you. I actually have um, what's known in Germany as a boot. Das Boot! Yes, I have a boot. This was yep. my grandfather's. He went to Germany in Oktoberfest and he he um, bought this boot. So, I mean, this is probably as close as I would ever get to doing a shoey. <laughs> Listen, I I mean, I've never done a Das Boot. I know that um, there are a lot of bars that have the, 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 the plastic boots that you put the booze in. It's a lot for me, but um, that sounds like fun. But that's more sanitary because it's not meant to be worn. It's ceramic, so yes. (laughs) Speaking of unsanitary, um, Scarlet thinks that maybe next week they'll do something New Zealand for the Aussies, like bring in a sheep and all take turns fucking it. I died. We do not condone bestiality on this podcast, (laughs) but fuck, Scarlet is still hot. He's fine. He's cute. Like so eh. sexy. Oh my god, I can't. I can't. Look he has the best like painted on brows where they look like it's like natural. Like it yeah. look like his real brows. Yeah, he. Oh, so I'll give him gorgeous. that. <laughs> so the alarm sounds and Rue is not there. Oh no, it's Kylie Minogue on video. The way um, that I shrieked, disgusting. Like she offers a video message featuring her being punny with her song titles including spinning around and get out of my way don't worry it's the only time you'll hear a kylie minogue song title this entire episode i could not but i literally was like when the freaking lip sync song came on and it was what it, i've literally what was the song oh we, we were not going to give that title okay. any glory until we have to talk about it because bullshit um yeah with her discography being what it is like literally decades 
worth of work and you chose not to do a single one of those songs what yeah how, yeah why um but yeah that cameo from kylie minogue was a fucking waste i'm sorry do not tell us kylie minogue's on the show and that's what you give us i either way like when they announced her and she came on screen i screamed i would have yeah. really lost my mind if i was in that room like she, she's she's a superstar she's literally one of the most famous people of australia and that's like, what they do to her icon. yeah well rue does show up looking quite modest seeing the girls at a drag for the first time who are you people so what does rue have to say it's time to play the snatch game on episode two what the fuck (laughs) um but snatch game is brought to you by barefoot wines australia (laughs) we love sponsorship (laughs) um that being said i do love barefoot wines um they are good cheap wine um and i did go to a pride event by barefoot wines a couple years ago that bob the drag queen and latrice royale were a part of it's a lot of fun really fun i like that wine yeah well, the girls are all getting their looks together. Um, Maxie doesn't want to tell anyone yet because as soon as she brings out the costume, they'll all know, but Karen guesses she's doing Magda based on the wig. Um, Art says that people at home want her to do Jane Turner from Kath and Kim. For those who don't remember, that is the character that tasted on her Snatch Game. But why do they want her to do it? Because she's good at it. But Art, she says she wants to do a challenge. So she's going to do Bindi Irwin more on that soon <laughs> because my girl the etc she goes over to scarlet to see what who she's doing and what does she say dun 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 bindi Irwin. art hears this and well they're gonna have a kiki art comes over and tells scarlet that she's doing bindi scarlet says that bindi's voice is really difficult and art says you'll you'll see she's created a character for bindi and art knows that scarlet also has jennifer coolidge and tries to convince her to go with her other choice scarlet Today is not going to be for cruising. Scarlett de- tells Art that if Rue comes around and says, don't do Jennifer, do Bindi, she'll have her back, but Art is not changing. We remember from season one of Drag Race UK when there was the Battle of the Thatchers. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, my um, robbed goddess, Davina DeCampo, did not get to do Maggie Thatcher, and Bag of Chips did. Um, it worked out well for Bag of Chips. Um, yeah. In this case, maybe not the same result, but Bindi Irwin. Did you you did you, are you familiar with Bindi Irwin? Of course. I mean, of course. I th- I think everybody in America like knows the family because of Steve Irwin. Obviously, right. like he was such a massive influence, especially in the like late '90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. on just culture in general. So of course. Sure. Um, the thing is with her, I'm like, there's not like she's so nice like if you've ever seen interviews with her she's just like nice and sweet and like like just like a very average normal person like she doesn't have the over the top like crocodile hunter personality of her father it's very just like an average girl that likes animals (laughs) so like and she seems really nice but like i i wouldn't feel like she would be a good snatch game character clearly she wasn't so well and that's the thing i think bindi urban could be if you do it properly yeah and we'll get to why art bombed it but um it 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 was a choice it was definitely a choice and yeah scarlet you you didn't go you weren't clean either so we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to you but kidda she doesn't know what to do either she has carol baskin and dr seuss they're completely different her gut is telling her to do a risk um so she tells her sis wiggles 
She says Carol Baskin and Anita's like, oh, that's great. She then says Dr. Seuss and Anita does not have a poker face whatsoever uh, because she's like, oh, and that inner monologue is like, no, bitch, don't do that. (laughs) Um, But Anita would never sabotage anyone. Wink, wink, wink. (laughs) Two very interesting choices. Obviously, I think, again, the wrong choice Mm -hmm. um, because Carol Baskin is just so easy. It's a bigger personality. And like, the thing is, people know Dr. Seuss's work. Like, nobody knows what Dr. Like, which means like, I mean, technically with that, you could do whatever you want. And she clearly did. But like, Mm -hmm. you already knew, like, all you're going to do is rhyme. All you're going to do is like, this very straightforward kind of gag. And that falls flat after about the first joke. You know what I mean? So like, don't like, if you have someone with a huge personality, do it. Because at this point, who hasn't been done on Snatch Game? Exactly. Um, well, we, we ticked off a lot of people this episode, but <laughs> um, Karen visits her top bestie, Art, and asks about the Bindi of it all. Art says that Scarlett was going to. Karen thinks Bindi is an interesting choice, but she doesn't think she's quirky or has any quotes. Karen, though, has a lot of options, and she is teasing Art by not telling her. Art is desperate to know, but Karen is here for the mind games. <laughs> Karen is doing Dolly, and the pressure is on. Rue comes in for a walkthrough. Anita visits first uh, with her purse and pearls. She's doing Queen Elizabeth II, and Rue loves Queen Liz. Anita is about to verbally destroy every image of the cute old lady, and boy, does she. Um, Are you a fan of The Crown? Do you watch this show? Okay, so I've never, I like don't really care about the royal family, to be perfectly honest with you. Like, it does, like, none of it does anything for me. I, this, I will say, with, with this character and this Snatch Game in general, they took it mm-hmm. to places that I feel like girls have not taken it since, like, season three of the mainline show. Like, it, they went there, and it was wild. <laughs> yes. So, we get our very first go at Lizzie, and Anita says, in my household, we have a long tradition of celebrating anniversaries. When somebody turns 100, I write them a letter. And when somebody turns 16, Prince Andrew sends them a text deceased i was on the floor i was like i couldn't believe that they left it in (laughs) like i know the accusations are out there and i know like it's probably unfortunately real but i'm sure oh that's that that's pedophilia that's that she made a pedophilia joke like i was like do we need it allegedly here like it was beyond (laughs) right Rue asks Anita what she's like when she's low energy, and she says that she doesn't really have an off switch. And it's something we discussed last week on the podcast. She's always at a 12, as mm-hmm. Arya Klo said. Rue wants to see the other places in her personality, and Anita tries to slow it down. And it's so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> please don't give Mama any sugar. That wasn't working for me. No, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. It's cute. I mean, like, I get it. I get I think she's probably like a little hyperactive. Yeah. And it was probably not diagnosed. So like, yeah. yeah, I get it. It's fine. It's fun, I think. Coco Jumbo comes over and she cannot believe she's speaking to RuPaul. Ru reminds her that she was in the bottom three and Coco says she knew the costume wasn't up to par. And Ru reminds her that it was rotten. <laughs> Tea. Coco has a flute, so she's doing Lizzo. Rue reminds her again that when girls pick someone that they love, they don't want to make them angry, so they don't go all out, but Coco thinks she'll have a good time watching. Eek. Eek. Et cetera, et cetera, says that something may have gotten their baby, and Rue knows it's Lindy Chamberlain. 
Listeners, I said it on the preview podcast. Take a drink every time Rue or I reference a Dingo Ate My Baby. It's going to happen a lot. I'm obsessed with this selection. I, again, like, after the joke of, like, Prince Philip, to hear this, and then, like, I had no idea who this person was. And then to, like, hear the jokes that she was making and kind of, like, pick up on the story of this person through i i literally could not believe i was like these girls are like crazy well your your homework this evening is to watch the meryl street movie um about this whole story okay um i believe she was nominated for an oscar for it um it's it's very dramatic like that for again for those who don't know what happened lindy chamberlain and her husband they're both um wild evangelical evangelical so they're religious kooks in, in in as people said, um, they're camping and all of a sudden she went away from the tent and whoop, a dingo comes in and takes the baby. Um, and that's when a we find out that it was murdered by something. The media and the press thought it was Lindy because they believed that the um, baby's name was also a name for a sacrifice. And like they thought it was part of like a religious thing. She oh was convicted of murder her husband was convicted of being accomplice she went to jail and then all of a sudden another case was reopened and it was a dingo so it was a whole thing um it's a wild fucking case that sounds unbelievable (laughs) right it it, and and that's how people saw it. it it was unbelievable but um she is one of the most infamous people of australia I will absolutely look this movie up now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but etc. says that her mom used to tuck her into bed and say, I hope a dingo doesn't get you tonight. This is how Lindy Chamberlain has been in the Australian lexicon for as long as she have. It's It was such a great idea. Um, but Art and Karen don't know where the humor of Lindy Chamberlain is because she lost her baby. But it's a risk and I'm telling you, brilliant. So smart. Amazing. <laughs> Cetera says she's funny when she's not trying to be, but when she's got a spotlight on her to be funny, she freezes. And she says that her sense of humor is quite different, but she's going to take at it anyway. We'll see how she's going to go all the way. So we'll see how she goes. Art visits Rue and tells her that she's doing Bindi Irwin. Art has a background in acting and has played the challenging role of drag queen number one. And has done that in a few films. She's come a long way from playing drag queen number three. Rue is laughing and the girls note this it's intimidating because rue likes to laugh and it's putting a lot of pressure on art as well um art and rue again they have a connection already they know each other so they they shouldn't be that scared of the laugh because they've had communication before they know how to talk to each other and like to me like seeing this like I, I guess for me, I was like, oh, like this, they're setting this up so that, that Art Simone is going to win this challenge. Like when you see something like that, I feel in the show, a lot of the times it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like sometimes they do it to make them fail. Obviously in the case that was this, but like, I guess they were so intimidated that I was like, oh yeah, no, like she's definitely probably going to win this episode then if like they're all so intimidated and they are there seeing it. So yeah, yeah. clearly that wasn't the case. Nope. <laughs> It's the edit. It fools you sometimes. Sometimes they mm-hmm. listen. If if you don't want to watch the show without an edit, just watch it freely. But when they pinpoint certain people, those are the people you have to focus on. So when they have certain people talk to Rue at the table, those are important people to discuss. So mm-hmm. 
that's how you watch Drag Race now. I'm sorry if I ruined it for people. No, it's fine. <laughs> Literally not even 15 minutes into the episode, we have Snatch Game. Um, we are diving in heads first, head first, friends. Um, it's time to play the Snatch Game Down Under. And since they are stuck in Auckland, no one aside from the people you see on the show will be featured as physical guests. So here are your panelists. Um, from the Real Housewives of Chlamydia, it's Michelle Visage. <laughs> And from Pink Eye for the Straight Guy, it's Reese Nicholson. Reese is hilarious with his reactions. He is us. He is there for us, reacting as how we would react if we were actually there. He's fun. I think he's. I think he's a really smart um, guest judge. Like he's. He's fun. I think he's not taking it too seriously. Like he's just there to have a good no. time, and that's always the best kind of um, drag race judge. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've, I've followed him for years. He's very, very funny. Again, I wish Joel Creasy was there as well, but you can't have both the only two homos in Australia, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the only two twink um, gays. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but it's time to meet the stars. First up is the queen of country music, Dolly Parton. Rue asks, on a scale of nine to five, how much does she hate Jolene? And she says, about 11. The accent is very much an Aussie trying to do a Southern accent. It's a bit too deep and lacks that signature high pitch that Dolly Parton has. Yes. I think straight I feel, from the, uh, yeah, go. no, sorry. Um, I, I feel like with her, what Michelle said is absolutely right. Like if you cannot absolutely nail her voice and her pitch and the like, jokes that she makes, cause there's so many and right. they're so iconic or at least have the level of like, banter that she has because she's known like she's right. known to have banter with like every mm -hmm. guest show she's ever been interviewed on so if you can't yeah. do all of that like don't even try like that's why she's never been done i feel it's true well straight from the australian zoo it's bindi Irwin. she's a bit of a snake handler and likes a good snake fluid in her mouth okay great start i see we're going pg-13 rated r bindi mm -hmm. it's a good choice good good start Blame it on the juice. It's Lizzo. She's feeling good as hell and Coco knows song titles. Good for her. <laughs> I just, I was sad that she wasn't doing well because honestly, like, I think she's stunning. Honestly, like on the cast, I think yeah. she's one of the most beautiful queens there. And she does remind me of my own drag mother um, with her personality mm -hmm. and just the way she's interacting with all the other people. So like, it was sad. I was like, no, like, I don't want her to do bad. Like, she's fun. I like her. Yeah. Who's your drag mother? Give her a shout out. Zaria Powell. Uh-huh. Um, mm -hmm. We love her. Powell. Yes, I love yep. that. She, so. she, she's been featured on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, she has. <laughs> her Royal Highness Queen Elizabeth II. First off, Anita is low in her chair. Brilliant. Very smart. She tells Rue that they have something in common. They both have an exceptional set of family jewels. This is going to be good. I, like, again, she, like, out of everyone, she just nailed it every single time. Every single joke was funny. And, like, I, the look was crazy. Like, that was a transformation. Yeah. She looked nothing at all like her normal drag, nothing at all like her voice. Yeah. Like, you really believed it completely. Yeah. And it was not a prosthetic nose. Remember, you remember when uh, yeah. uh, Michelle accused <laughs> the Vivian of prosthetic nose? Mm -hmm. Not here either. 
Okay. Jennifer Coolidge has long last made an appearance on Snatch Game, and she's hungry for a hot dog real bad, especially when they're down under. Okay. As we heard last season on th- season 13, RuPaul has seen many audition tape with Jennifer Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Adams, you are number one and not actually number one. It's the thing is, I feel like she wasn't bad. I actually did think she was funny, but I feel like the like what Michelle said again, like the look wasn't there. She looked nothing no. like Jennifer Coolidge. Like you've got to do the huge lips. You've got to do the big titties. Like you've got to it just like do the look from Legally Blonde. You know what I mean? Like that's right, what really right. people really know her for or do the look from like Cinderella story. But like as of someone that impersonates a lot, like that's a big part of my drag. Like if you don't have the look and only kind of halfway have like the voice and the the personality, then it just doesn't work to me. Yeah. And listen, Scarlett Adams is a beautiful, tall twink trying to do a very curvaceous woman. Not gonna fly. <laughs> not gonna work. Um, the lovable Catherine O'Hara is here and it's just Moira. Um, she tells Rue that you can't have all the pigeons, but when you do, they're probably Italian. So Electra is completely going off the rails. It makes no sense. And the voice is not there, but go off, sis, if that's what you need to do. She, I literally didn't even like, I guess I missed when they announced who she was because I was like I have no like who is this like who is she doing I assumed it was an Australian actress or something I was like I don't know who this is I have no idea what this character is didn't figure it out by the end either so I was like I yeah no it was a total fail for me now like again Moira Rose has so many moments so many catchphrases none not a single one not a one and didn't you could have fucked up the names right you could have done the whole um, wine bit, folding the cheese. So much to do. Nothing. Oh, yeah. Not a single thing. Nothing. Magna Zabanski, the most Australian of the choices, is a comedian from Kath and Kim. Uh, here, Maxie is portraying her signature Karen Lynn, character Lynn, from Big Girl's Blouse. Um, us Americans may know her from Babe. And as she says, it's hard to be on that shoot because she loves bacon. And every time that bloody pig came near, she thought of breakfast. It was good. It was funny. Um, have you seen the movie, Babe? Are you too young for that? Um, Babe I'm probably sure came out before it. you were born. I'm I'm a lot older than I actually look. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like, I think I've seen it like maybe once or twice. It was definitely like mm-hmm. I I know I'm pretty sure I saw it as a kid, and I probably didn't like it. So like, I just never watched Fair. it again after that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I um, wasn't aware of Magda, but I went down a big rabbit hole. She's fucking funny. Is she? Um, and she, she's very, very funny. Her character on Kath and Kim, brilliant. Absolutely I brilliant. Um, I know what happened. Yeah, and, and my, my Australian husband, who was my guest on the preview podcast, was very familiar and very excited by this choice. So the Australians were very here for this pick. <laughs> the wrongly convicted Lindy Chamberlain is here. Buckle your seatbelts. She's got a flashlight and she's got a public statement. Has anyone seen my baby? (laughs) So good. Rue set her up and she nailed it. It was so evil in the best possible way. And like, I feel like if Queen Lizzie wasn't there, she would have won it. Oh, she would have won. Absolutely. She was so funny. Finally, Dr. Seuss is here. Hello, hello. What a wonderful call. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. RuPaul. Rue asks if he likes green eggs and ham and ketamine is not prepared to rhyme on the spot. No way. 
Listen, yeah. rhyming is hard. Improvising rhymes, you got to be good at it. Um, and I hate to say it, but come on, you knew that question was coming. Of all the questions RuPaul could have asked you about Dr. Susan, that one was coming. Yeah, it was, it was, again, I feel like it was, it was like a choice that she thought would be smart because I, I think she thought, oh yeah, like rhyming, it'll be like one, two, like, but he's not saying like, oh, he, like, oh, it's the the author of The Cat in the Hat. And then you rip off that. Like, it's going to be a lot right. more like, like specific than that. And, and it, you all, uh, you could also tell in the moment she started it and then ended with the words she did. And she's like, fuck, I can't rhyme this now. Mm-hmm. So I think she knew what she was doing, but she fucked up just a little bit. And that threw yeah. everything off. It was the hesitation. Well, that, like, really set it was. Off. Yeah. The first question is for Michelle. How can you tell if your boyfriend is cheating on you with a drag queen? His breath smells like blank. She says tucking panties. Lindy is up first. She wrote in an answer. She stepped away for a second to heat up a can of baked beans. Reese immediately knows what is about to happen. She went back to her tent. A dingo got her answer. She holds up the card and it's got bite marks on it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, good job hilarious literally hilarious like i don't even know how she did that either she must have had like scissors or something she had to have scissors she there's yeah (laughs) it was so good dr seuss says he knows a few women who've had a few frights and they told him their men smelled like old tights not bad he had kid had a couple of seconds to prepare for that one so not terrible it was funny lizzo says some bitches juice lame okay yeah. Queen Elizabeth tries to put her glasses on and says peanut butter because she always says who needs a man when you've got two corgis and a jar of peanut butter. This literally sent me to the moon. Like, I could not believe. Like, this was Blue Hydrangea doing Mary Berry. Like, it was mm-hmm. not okay, but it was hilarious. But this was like three times that to me. Like, it was like actually funny. Like, yeah. and it was so clever. Mm-hmm. Magda says glitter and I ask what does glitter smell like I'm sure there's been many a drag queen who've actually accidentally snorted glitter uh, uh. <laughs> it was like uh. yeah the question for Reese Michelle Visage is getting a kangaroo pouch implant so she can keep her blank warm he says her balls Dolly Parton says turkey leg because down there in Dollywood the lines can get so long at the Chase Rainbows exhibition that if she gets a little hungry she can whip out her turkey leg I get the innuendo. It wasn't great. Did you notice that the Star Spangled Banner was playing as the underscoring for this whole section? I did, because it was such a weird change of pace that I was like, wait, what? I was like, what? They Not country music. In this yeah. Match game. Not country music. They went for the Star Spangled Banner to remind <laughs> us she's American. Like, I think this was like the best, like, um, they had the best um, like sound gags in the Snatch Game I think I've ever yeah. heard. Because they were so subtle, but they really like punched it up a lot. Yeah, it, it was very, very smart there. Jennifer Coolidge says cookie and offers Rue a cookie. She's not just a broad with big tits. She's got a fat ass. Okay, it's fine. It was funny. You didn't even mm-hmm. make the jo- joke that they're so nice. Like, no, she didn't. Come on. Nothing. <laughs> Indy goes on a tangent like i won't even write what she said because didn't work like lawrence cheney art simone has no idea how to do snatch game comedy 
Long-winded answers do not fly. They do not work. Short, quick. Comedy is fast. Yeah. I understand where she was going with Bindi to try to have all this, like, this is what Bindi does. She ex- explains and exaggerates and not for Snatch Game. Mm-mm. And it was like, again, to be like, a lot of people don't know her personality, but like to be so like overtly sexual when people like most people in their mind, they think of Bendy Irwin as like a little girl. They don't think she's Australian's princess. Like they think of her as a little child. So like in my mind, even watching it, I'm like, even knowing what she, who she is now, I was like, I feel like you're trying to like present yourself as like a little kid. That's really raunchy almost, but like it just did it. None of it worked. It like, do the crocodile hunter like if you're really just gonna do it like that like bendy Irwin, just do a cheap like crocodile hunter imitation right, like right. that's all she needed to do or just do steve Irwin. like if you're gonna cross <laughs> the line be do steve Irwin, and have the stingray come and kill you at the end or something like that would have been funny like hey listen if they did uh lindy chamberlain they could do steve Irwin. exactly <laughs> Speaking of Lindy, uh, Lindy is up next, and Ruth says that there's been so much tragedy in her life while she's battling through the grief and wrote an answer, but wait, there's some growling. Oh my god, it's the dingo! The fucking dingo puppet. Crazy eyes and blood. Hilarious camp A+. As the dingo attacks Lindy, etc. literally, literally gives Art a layup by saying, someone call Bindi Irwin. She knows what to do with wild animals. Art does not volley back and just says, food for the dingoes, enjoy. That was your moment, Art. That was your way to get back into the game. I think but you know who was quick? You know who was quick? Anita. She says, I wish a dingo took my baby because then I wouldn't have anything to do with Prince Andrew anymore. Done. That's how you do Snatch Game. And that's when she won, right there. Right at that moment, I was like, you won. Like, she absolutely oh, good. the winner of that. It was so smart. And again, you got to be quick. You got to make sure you are on your toes. Anita picked up the ball that Art dropped. Good job. Michelle's next question. Reese is so gay. When he throws a boomerang, he catches it with his purse. Magda says lisp. Um, Reese plays it off and says, I don't know what lisp you're talking about. As we discussed last week, I think this is a touchy subject. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if this was the smart answer to go with. I get why people would be upset. I mean, I was one of those people as a kid I hated because I have a very gay voice and I had the lisp and the whole thing, like not a distinct lisp, but I have it. And so like people always clocked me and it was definitely something that bothered me a lot. But I feel I've grown into loving myself and my voice and everything else. Like I sound like a lady and that works for drag. Like I, 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 I get how people would feel, I guess, kind of touchy about it, but I think yeah. like, it's very, it's a very prominent thing in the gay community. Like mm-hmm. you can't make fun and, of it. Well, like, and that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's not even just like the gay lisp. He has an actual lisp. That, yeah. Um, so it's that's for, lisp. yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's, that's where it's a little touchy, but yeah, he played I, it off. And if, if, as long as he was okay with it, they aired it, it was fine. Yeah. Bindi goes next, and again, a good setup. She's swatting blowies, which she follows up with nothing intelligible. You could make a blowjob joke, Art. This was your chance. Easy one, two, three. Too like. smart for the character. But leave it to Karen's dolly to come in with a, a blowy is something that tends to hang around a big pile of shit. AKA, Art is shit. 
That was her best joke, I think. It was her only joke. It was her only joke. But that was the, yeah. (laughs) Queen Elizabeth says that Reese reminds her of her grandson, not the one with the receding hairline, the disappointing Ginge. (laughs) That killed me too. In fact, Megan called her the other day and said, Lizzie, what's the secret to a long life? To which she said, don't piss me off and wear a seatbelt. That's so terrible. Jaw it was on the so floor. funny. I could Anita's not gonna, even believe it. Anita's going to be murdered. Like, the UK is going to literally come to her house. Like, the entire UK. Now, I, I'm assuming all of the listeners understand the joke, but for the dumb idiots out there, <laughs> the seatbelt is referring to Princess Diana, who was killed in a car crash. <laughs> And it was highly, like, rumored that the Crown did it because they wanted Diana out of the way. So, like, take it how you will. But that was a really, I could not believe she made that joke. If I, I, I don't know how anyone in that room kept it together because I would not have. Like, that was a funny joke. It was it's hilarious. terrible. I mean, you want to talk <laughs> about uh, Lindy Chamberlain going too far. She went too far. She literally crossed the line. And I loved it. Oh, good. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara finally gets to answer her question. And she says that she's communicating telepathically and says Paris, but douche is crossed out. She volleys a bit and says the jury is still out when she is accused of crossing out her answer. It was fine. I get what she was doing because Moira is that kind of way, but she's playing Catherine O'Hara. The voice is just still terrible. Didn't work. Yeah. Again, didn't have any idea who she was. So I was like, okay, like now she's a psychic. I just didn't understand what was going on with her at all. Yeah. Um, Lizzo gets called out for right, taking a long time to write her answer, but she only wrote bussy. And then she plays the flute, which she pulled out of her bussy. Got nothing. Didn't make any sense. Sorry. No. Reese's question. Rue is remaking one of Kylie Minogue's hit songs, but she wants her to change the title to Can't Get You Out of My house okay fine Catherine harris is home it's a match telepathic energy rue asks if she has any fond memories of home alone and she starts screaming kevin which they thought was hilarious and i'm like no it's not funny i forgot that she was the mom in those movies so again i was like i i I, at that point i was like oh so this was the actress that played the mother on home alone i haven't seen that movie in years so i didn't even know that it was Catherine o'hara still so like again i was like i don't know who this person is but like okay i guess the children finally learning who Catherine o'hara is have you seen beetlejuice she's yes, she was no, the mom in beetlejuice oh my god I, I just haven't seen home alone since i was like a, a little kid so that's why okay. i like if i watched it now i would know but like I just Catherine haven't O'Hara seen it. Catherine O'Hara is a brilliant person, and I'm glad the youth of today are learning that Catherine oh, O'Hara has been around forever. And Shit's Creek, yes, has gotten her the awards, but she's a comedian and has been around forever. And and all the Christopher Guest movies, oh, she's brilliant. One of my favorite actresses ever. Lizzo, she says DNA can't get you out of my DNA. What does that mean exactly? <laughs> Anita Wiggly is still here and she is ready to give you yet another A plus answer. Queen Lizzie says that she wonders if Kylie has the same problem she has with Prince Philip. Because when you get older, things start to get a bit tighter in your DAP, dry ass pussy. 
It's like granola down there. Anita was hilarious and one of the best Snatch King performances, I'm going to say, in history. Oh, for 100%. Like, I... The, the, what one of the ones that they like went off for, which I never got, was Vivian's Donald Trump. I honestly didn't think it was that funny because they were trying to boost her. But like this, I'm like, if you're gonna do a political figure, it needs to be like this. Like, it was a caricature. Was it was it. it was so smart, very well it was done, hilarious, and yes, absolutely one of the best of all time for sure. Doctor Seuss rounds us out. Says Volva, it's rhyme attached to it. It was okay. Didn't care to write it down, but that's it. The winner of Snatch Game is JoJo's a ho because she got to go home last week and didn't have to endure any of this. So now we know how Root feels about Snatch Game. I thought that was kind of like mean. Honestly, I was like, that seems very pointed. Like, so it seems the, like a nasty remark. The rumor was that this was the worst Snatch Game in history. And this proves that Rue felt this way. And obviously when we get to the decisions Rue makes later, it's it's backed up that way um do i think it was one of the worst snatch games ever no i've seen worse um was it the best no you had two very very strong performances and i would say that's about it everyone else was yeah i had it i honestly when i walked away from it having one opinion and i honestly did think it was one of the best that i've seen in a really long time because that everybody was good there were definitely the standouts but like besides Coco Jumbo, unfortunately, like to me, there was no standout really. Because even Bendy Irwin, even though it was long winded and like not the funniest, wasn't really awful to me. No, like it wasn't. It wasn't like standout like bomb. So like I think I really liked this one. I think what Rue might have been pissed off about is there were decisions made by the cast to pick these characters that haven't been on before. We haven't seen Catherine O'Hara. We haven't seen Dolly Parton. We haven't seen Jennifer Coolidge. They've been in the mythos of Drag Race and Snatch Game for 13 plus years. People have discussed doing people like them before. It's not been done. Why? Because they're hard to do. They're finally done. They bombed. And I think that's another level of why Rue may have been so pissed because they didn't go for safe, easy choice. They went for risks and couldn't nail it. That's fair. Yeah. But it's all speculation um cuz I know a lot of people agree with you that it wasn't as bad as Rue made it out to seem. Yeah, cuz I sent I sent to my friend Coma, um my friend Coma White, she like I sent it to her and I was like I was like this was like so funny. I loved it and she was like I hated every second of that. And I was like, "Oh, okay. Like I guess yeah. we watched two different things." It's true. So, it's elimination day and Art asked the girls how they think Snatch Game went and Miss Scarlett Adams thinks that it was one of the strongest Snatch Games there has ever been done remember that now and look at the meme later uh hashtag bottom six um art is proud of what she did and thinks her performance was there and there was a concept they can't quite seem to know who's going to be in the bottom <laughs> you'll find out later girls karen asked scarlet what she thought about rue calling coco's nude outfit rotten i mean tea but she thinks coco is in the bottom and we're starting to see that scarlet is getting the villain at it Obviously, there has been discussion already that the Scarlet Racism chat will happen somewhere within the season. And I think rather than eliminating her from the show and the narrative, they are giving her a villain edit. Is Scarlet actually a villain? No. But they have to villainize her because they cannot give you someone to like and then call her a racist later. 
Okay. Because that see, I I when I listened to the podcast last week, I was very confused because I didn't know about that. And I was like, I was like, wait, what race? I thought in her past she said something racist. So now that you're saying that it's coming up in the show, I'm like, okay. All I'm saying is Karen from finance is right there with her gollywog tattoo. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Well, and then that's the thing. So, I mean, again, everything that Scarlett did that was racist, perceived racist, racist, all the above was done prior to the show was her looks that people then have called out. Uh, And, and I I believe that Rue has to discuss it, whether it happened in the workroom and there was a discussion about it, or they found it while they were in production. I don't know. Well, these are all speculation, but Again, I can't see a reason why right now we're seeing Scarlet as a villain other than this right now, because she's been nothing but a delight. Yeah, no, she's been really fun to watch and she's had some of like the best looks, I think, ever. So like, she's really turning it out. So yeah, no, I guess, yeah, you're probably right there. Probably setting her up to fail. Coco knows she's in the bottom, but she froze in the spot and she couldn't pull herself out of it. Uh, Kiddo would not have done Dr. Seuss again and thinks she'll be in the bottom. Karen says that she stumbled at first, but she totally came back. But everyone knows that Anita killed it, and so does Anita. She feels elated to be in the top. Art says that there is clearly a top and a bottom, and in between, it's anyone's game. Karen thinks that Art had the look down pat, but she knows nothing about Bindi Irwin, and that it was Art Simone being crass and making Aussie jokes. She's not wrong about that. No. <laughs> We needed some content at the mirror, so Maxie decides to ask a poignant question. We discuss parents being a support to them. Kitta says that her parents are supportive of everything she does, and her mom knew she was going to grow up to haha, be a flaming homosexual. Anita loves her family so much, and because they're partners, they're, they're a duo, they know each other. Scarlett's mom taught her to sew, as did Coco's. Her dad, on the other hand. Anita knows this feeling because her parents split up and she moved to New Zealand. When she was seven, her dad said, promise not to be gay. Uh, She finally came out when she was 20. Her dad in England struggled and Anita wrote him an email and she felt guilty about it. She never had a connection with her father figure. If she could tell him anything now, she'd tell him that she loved him and that he's always been a dad to her and she's admired him for a long time. We love to look at the edit. And this was what I would say is a winner's edit. Harken back to this moment if Anita Wiglet makes it to the end, because this had nothing to do with this episode's storyline. Nothing, nothing at all. I think, yeah, I I get a little like suspect about um, these conversations because I just don't, I'm not really into like the trauma porn of it all. And um yeah, I don't know. It just felt very, like, I just hate these kind of, like, oh, like, here, like, cry on camera. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just don't like it. So what do you think? Do you, do you think Anita has potential to win based on this edit? I don't know if she has. I think she'll definitely be in the top. Like, I think after seeing her performance in this, any acting challenge, she's probably going to kill it. Like, I really thought her look was really great this this um, this week. I thought, like, I mean, we've seen variations of it, but, like, I really yeah. liked her look. So I think she's actually going to go very far based on this performance today, for sure. Yeah, we, we, we will absolutely see. Um, but, yeah, this, seeing that this was in here at this moment, I was like, I don't know why we're hearing about it, but, okay. I'm going to make note of this. Bottom. Because that exactly. is something, yeah, right. if you're not in the bottom and you have that story, they're they're setting you up for success. Exactly. So. All right, runway. 
Rue comes out in a look that I swear could have been off the rack at H&M. Just saying, <laughs> just saying. Uh, the hair is tiny. The beat is very season four or five. I don't know if Raven's back, but not working. This look is terrible. I think she might not have, have arrived yet, or maybe she was still under COVID um, Listen, lockdown. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's bad, but th- this was a lower budget season, clearly. Just kidding, RuPaul. I love you. You're an icon legend star. Sorry, how to do that for me? Uh, <laughs> it's just Michelle and Reese because COVID. Um, also, Reese is wearing a really cool green velvet blazer. I, I was I was wild I was wild about it. I thought that was cool. Works with his red hair. Mm-hmm. Very um very brave. <laughs> yeah, very. Okay, so category is C, sickening, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play smooth sailing or rough waters. Love it. See what I did there? I love it. <laughs> All right, starting off with Art Simone. Look by Sam Passion Bolton and My Head's a Jungle. Hair by Tamed by Trent Ashley. Nails by Royal Claws. Lashes by Sister Mary Pat McCooter. This is a really cool sea nymph look. Um, I love the sea foam green motif. She's introduced throughout. The beat is a bit spooky at Art's stamp of glamour and those teeth are gross. Um, The hair is structured perfectly and the gloves are so smart. The webbing was a great touch. The stoning is exquisite. She is shining in all the right ways. I really like, I I like, I like it. I think it's a polished look. It's, it's clean. I, the hair is kind of like, I don't really like that very, like, you could see the hairspray in the hair kind of look. Like where it looks very crunchy. Um, But like, overall, I think it's a really good look. She, it was passable. I think if it was glowing, that would have been sick. Fair. Uh, we, that, we've learned. Like, we've learned on the runway. You can't make things glow because you, you'll never see it. Yeah. Um, but I think overall, it was like a successful look for sure. Yeah. Michelle says that Bindi didn't grow in the jokes flatline, and she thinks the detailing webbing was beautiful. Rose says that it's about us seeing her interpretation of Bindi Irwin, and she learned nothing. Reese says that she's known to be funny, and he worried that maybe she just thought she'd be okay in the challenge. I'm going to give this look a uh, smooth sailing. Smooth sailing, absolutely. It was, it was, it was beautiful. Audience, 85% smooth sailing, 15% rough waters. Next up, ketamine. Hair by Michael Irwin, jewels by Miss Madison 3D. Look by Ian Bernhard, nails by nailed by Adriana. I really love this. I think it's got this classic Aussie drag with a bit of villainous in it. Kita again looks so comfortable, so that's a win in itself. I think the purple is a brilliant color and the headpiece is really lavish. I think this is very understated look, but it's very effective and her beat, like Keita knows how to paint. Love the blue lips and that teal lip. It, 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 it's great. I really am a, very much a fan of this look. This was actually one of my favorite looks of the night because that dress was mm-hmm. so fashion forward. Like yeah. I actually really didn't care for like the neck up, but Fair. like the dress blew me away. So I like, when she stepped out, I honestly gasped. I was like, oh my God, that dress is like amazing. Um, she, yeah. she killed it. She looked really good. Yeah, I was definitely a fan of this look. I think the color story was so smart for her. Beautiful. Um, absolutely a smooth sailing. Yes, smooth sailing for sure. Audience, 84% smooth sailing, 16% rough waters. Next up, we have the ETC, uh, etc., etc. Look by Aaron Carroll Designs, helmet and accessories by Fuzz Stuff, hair by Charlemagne. Once again, the ETC is going for something out of the box, and I thought this was so excellent. She's going deep sea diving with this vintage look. It was easy to take 
a look like this and try to go full glam and have the helmet sparkle and the suit bejazzled. She didn't. She honored the sea, and yet she still had a bit of sex appeal to it. I think the pearl necklace was very important touch as it molded the classic and matched her makeup and the hair. This is actually a reveal look. If you saw on Instagram, uh, you can see that the bottom is able to remove into a leotard. I, this was so smart and I agree with you completely. I think it was really smart not to bedazzle it, not to like go full glam with it because that would have cheapened it and brought it down. I will say hated the hair, like hated the hair. But mm -hmm. like, I, I know there's not a lot you can do with this giant helmet on you. So like, I think she did the best she could under the circumstances. And I think like overall, it's so smart. Like it was such a, like nobody else I feel like would have come up with that. No. Like, and I think it was really like vintage and, and cool. So yeah, like overall, I loved it. This was to me the Davina Day at the Races look. It was out mm -hmm. of the box, but obvious. Yeah. Um, but again, with the hair, I understand where you're going with that. She's a 50s, 60s uh, drag queen. That's what her aesthetic is. So it matched what her period, the period that she does is. But yeah, it, meh, it was fine. It worked yeah. for what it was doing. Very vintage, very classic. Um, but overall, I think this is such an underrated look. Uh, I wish I got to talk about it. Smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Absolutely. Audience loved it. 88% smooth sailing, 12% rough waters. Next up, Coco Jumbo. No designers listed. So this is clearly Ursula. Fuck you, I, Michelle Visage. Like, How, come on. <laughs> also, also, unoriginal, bitch. It looks great. It's a unique interpretation with the white hair, with the hints of purple, the braids, and the black dress with purple. Even if she denies it, it is Ursula. This was a very safe choice, and I'm disappointed. We always see bigger queens opting for Ursula, and I wish we could break out of that a bit. I understand the connection, but it's been done to death. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I thought she looked gorgeous. It was definitely one of like the higher-end Ursulas that I've seen. Like it looked fashion forward. I liked that the that her hair was like braids and not just like a coiffed white piece. Right. Like it had dimension. It was pretty. I liked her earrings. Like it all worked. Did it, yeah. do I think she needed to be purple? No, because obviously like, I think in the movie Ursula is coded as like a black woman. So like, I think it all works, but like, yeah, been done to death by every drag queen across like literally the entire world. So yeah. <laughs> Michelle says it was not good. If you're going to be big, you have to do what she does. Meaning Lizzo. She says runway didn't tell a story. Is it pretty? Yes. Is it sea sickening? No. Reese says she didn't feel in control of the situation. And Rue says that she fell into the same trap that most people fall into with Snatch Game. I didn't like the look. I'm sad that she did Ursula. I'm going to give it a rough waters. I don't want to give it a rough waters. I think she looked beautiful. I think the concept was there. I think it was like elevated. I'm going to give it a smooth sailing just because I thought it was pretty. But like the concept was rough waters. Like not be more original than that. Fair. The audience was very split on this as well. Smooth sailing, 53%. Rough waters, 47%. Anita Wiglet, look by Chris O, nails by Petite Nails, hair by Michael Irwin. She's serving Sexy Siren, and I get it. I think the detailing of the bodice is extraordinary. The blues oh, and the blacks with that coral was breathtaking. The storm-blown hair was a unique touch. Here, I do not love the blue lips because it looks more frozen than Siren of the Sea. The skirt is not quite working for me because it is just a plain black fabric. And I know the stigma of coming out on the runway in a plain bodysuit and a, it's a no-no, but the addition of the skirt really didn't add anything to the look. That being said, skirt up, stunning. 
I will, yeah, I'll agree with you there. I think, I mean, I, okay. I think the dress itself, beautiful. I have, and I, when she came out, I was like, oh, she looks great. Like, I thought she looked really beautiful. Um, really didn't even notice the makeup, to be honest with you, because it was like neither here nor there for me. But like yeah. the windblown hair thing, I'm kind of getting tired. And I feel like this is like becoming a trend it's mm-hmm. like when you're on drag race, like, oh, do you like, I'm being blown away. Look at my hair flying this way and da, 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 da. Like, I, I feel like it's at that point where we've kind of done that now. Like the this last is one taking... that I really liked was, ex, was Chelsea Boy. And right. like, this is taking over for the wet hair look. Yes. And like, I kind <laughs> of, this is the last I want to see of it. I'll put it that way. That's fair. I, I listen, if, unless it's necessary for a look, we're done. We don't need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I said a lot of negative things about it, but I still think it was one of the better looks. So I'm going to give it a smooth sailing. Oh, smooth sailing. I think overall the execution could have been better, but I think it was still beautiful. So yeah. Audience was 81% smooth sailing, 19% rough waters. Next we have Maxi Shield. No designers listed. Okay. She's trying to be Pearl of the Ocean. And I think it's an incredible stretch. Um, <laughs> the look itself is mediocre. The pearls on the sparkling white gown really make her shine, but this princess tiara and that white helmet wig of a head, uh, the, the not, not, not regal at all. I, I, I try not to let this get in the way too often, but I was personally incredibly distracted by the tattoos. She's not wearing her breastplate. So there's no cover up for those tattoos, but they really bothered me here because they are so dark in comparison to the outfit that they pulled my focus. Your eye automatically goes to the darker color. I went to her skin and not to the outfit. I think that is not okay. You know, what's crazy until you said it just now, I honestly didn't even notice the tattoos because I was so distracted by that horrible wig. Like that (laughs) wig reminds me of like one of the first wigs I ever got from Wigs and Grace. Like this, like, really small Maryland like thing that was like it it's just no I'm like this is like starter drag wig like why are we wearing this wig I thought the outfit was fine if you're gonna do mother of pearl mama like be coming out of a clam but do something that like refers sure. back to the sea because this I would have been like oh for a pearls runway yeah sure for a sea look no mama like no it doesn't work Michelle says that she was Magda, but she didn't engage and include them. She calls the look very not elevated. Reese says the Magda might sue her because it was so dead on and it just didn't move any further. I want to talk about that. They both said she did a good job because it was so good, but it was bad. I'm getting real tired of these critiques that they're giving out lately on this show because like they're lit. They're- the point of being a judge on a, a reality television show is to say something constructive, not you were perfect and dead on, but it wasn't good. Like that doesn't make any, how is anyone going to take that and be like, oh yeah, let me learn and grow from that. Like that's literally like the most useless thing you could say to somebody. Like if you want to tell me that Maxi was in the bottom because of the look, I will believe it. I will take that and For accept sure. that. Yeah. Performance. There no. was, she wasn't bad. No. Nothing she was not as bad as the others. No. And we didn't even get to hear her much. Exactly. That's why I, because I feel like it was much better than what they wanted to show yeah. because they had her in the bottom. So they edited her way, way down. Cause I think she probably had a lot more funny moments than what was shown yeah. on screen. So that sure. was, that was the confusing part for me. What was the confusing? The look terrible, rough waters, rough, 
water is so, so rough. That wig was the roughest part of all. <laughs> the audience was 13% smooth sailing, 87% rough waters. Correct. <laughs> so you can have, we're continue with some rough waters. It's electroshock. Uh, no designers listed. What the hell is this basic ass look? So seafoam green hair and makeup, that makes it sea sickening? I don't think so. Uh, she looks fine if this is a walk around look, but honey, this is RuPaul's Drag Race. This will not fly. I, I don't have anything else to say. It was, this is not what you go to the first season of Drag Race Down Under wearing. Okay. It's like, I know everyone wants to like make this argument of like, you can't be elitist and da, 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 da. Mama, I, figure it out. Find a designer that will give it to you for free or whatever. Like there's so many people that are willing to work with queens when they get on this type of show and this type of platform. If you don't know them and you're applying to Drag Race, you need to meet them real fast because you cannot go on the show in starter drag. And this to me, again, is starter drag. Like this is the definition of starter drag, a long, like kind of ratty dress, like big teased out hair that doesn't really have any shape and doesn't really do anything like it's just not none of it was good none of it yeah it was it was very very confusing to me um and again i want to talk about these critiques michelle says that she looked and sounded nothing like Catherine o'hara but she included them and and included them and volleyed and that's what it's all about reese <laughs> said she was having a stroke he says the look was very pretty but it's on the basic side like if she had a very rich mom going to the year 10 formal Rue says that it was so wrong that it turned out right. Again, what is the point of Snatch Game? Make Rue laugh? Fine. You laughed at some of the shit she said. It wasn't Catherine O'Hara. No. That's the thing. Like, they're giving such huge mixed messages. With Literally between Maxi and Electra. Back like, to back. You're gonna, exactly. You're going to fault one girl for being too perfect and too spot on with the character. And even when she was funny, you still don't like it because, what, she was too spot on as the person. But then you turn around and say, like, oh, you weren't the person at all. You didn't look like her, didn't sound like her. Your look's not good. But for some reason she was safe. It literally made no sense to me. Yeah, I, I really didn't understand this critique and it really upset me. Not because I'm a fan of Maxi and not a fan of Electra. No. It just, it just bothered me that these were the excuses that they put them both in the bottom, even though they were exactly opposite. I mean, yeah, no. If you set her up as a lip sync assassin, put her on the bottom again and have her yeah. outperform. Like she would have still outperformed Art Simone. Like, right. do you know what I mean? And it would have probably been a better, she probably would have, well, I don't know. If she had gone up against Coco, she probably still would have won. So, but yeah, you're right. They did probably did not want to send two queens of nope. color back to back <laughs> home at the same. Yeah. Nope. Wouldn't have been a good look for, for no. that. <laughs> Should have eliminated Electra first. Should have yeah. been the first one out. Anyway, yeah. uh, the look, rough water is not going to fly. Rough water, like absolutely no doubt about it. Audience, 24% smooth sailing, 76% rough waters. Karen from Finance, look by Isaac Loomis, hair by Integration, jewels by Doodad and Fandango, nails by Ice Cream Nails. This is camp. This is brilliant. There is nothing huge about it, but this is classic campy drag. She's got a sparkly jumpsuit in this blue with the typical red sequin fabric that you see everywhere. It represents the shark's mouth but it's a hood and fin arms. That's how you make a look literally not be a shark head. Um, the fishbone earrings. I think this is fun. And Karen really is showing us how Aussies do it. So big fan of this look. Okay. I have mixed feelings. I liked it. I thought it was good. I think it should have been a dress. I hated that it was a pant suit thing. Fair. Like I didn't like that. Sh that shit. Like, because I, I felt like if you're going to be like, 
swimming through the ocean or whatever. Like, that's not how, I don't know. It just like was a disconnect for me seeing that it was pants. Mm -hmm. Didn't like that. It was like, if the fabric felt cheapy, it's camp. I get it. Like, I thought it was good. Overall, I I thought it was really good. I, yeah, I, I'm finding it very hard to like her knowing what I know about her. And so like, I think that colors a lot of my perception of her. Mm -hmm. So like, Overall, was it a good look? Yes. Was it my favorite? No. That's fair. That's totally fair. Michelle says, this is Dolly Parton. If you don't nail her, you're going to fail. If you're not an impersonator, don't even try. Rue says, the look was down and the runway look is gorgeous, but the Dolly part wasn't there. She has so many one-liners that she was hoping she'd say some of them. Completely completely true. Um, I love this look because I love camp and I think Karen does it so well. I'll give it a smooth sailing. It, overall it's smooth sailing i think it, it definitely it's high camp it's fun it's pretty yeah it's fine 85 <laughs> percent smooth sailing 15 percent rough waters next up is the one the only scarlet adams look by bunny be fly hair by dream queen wigs heels by diamond heels nails by freddie be perfect nails by miss madison 3d this is absolutely stunning and magnificent. The colors really showcase the Great Barrier Reef. The detailing is something that blows everyone out of the water, pun intended. Even her makeup is wonderful. And the hair with that single strand falling on her face, it, it's got rhinestones. I think the one leg piece is good to help balance out the asymmetry of the reef. I would have loved to maybe see like a blue flowy train to represent water. But overall, this was so, so gorgeous. I agree. I I, this like was so stunning and like so intricate and it's like your eye wants to go everywhere and see like every piece of it. And I kind of like that you can't take it in in the runway like that. Yeah. Like where it is, it is a better read and a photograph. I love looks that are like that. Um, I do agree with you. I wanted it to be like long in the back or something like to where it's not just a bodysuit with like because it, it's a very elevated idea of like a bodysuit like that's embellished but like because of the fact that it's just her bare legs it does very yeah. much read like a bodysuit that's been embellished and like over the top overall i think it was definitely like one of the most beautiful of the it was an art sure. piece it was it was stunning Michelle says that Jennifer Coolidge's voice was great, but the look was kind of rough. She needed to push it much further. She says the runway is spectacular. Rue said they were already her jokes and we didn't get to hear her take on her. The runway was a beautiful outfit. The color scheme is gorgeous. Smooth sailing. This was one of the best things we've seen so far. Smooth sailing. Absolutely. It was so intricate and so beautiful. And yes, like it was gorgeous. 91% smooth sailing, 9% rough waters. Who didn't like it? (laughs) Who doesn't like it? A couple of people. All right. Based on performances, Rue has made a decision. She calls up Anita Wiglet, and that's it. She wins. No critiques, nothing. $5,000 courtesy of Barefoot Wine in Australia. Ketamine, et cetera, et cetera, are safe. What is going on here? Oh, we have a bottom six. Oh, snap, kangaroo. She's not happy. She called Snatch Game very interesting. How did you feel about this set of results? Because that was the gag. That was the gag. She's like, I'm not giving you a top. We're going to move past the top. I don't want to talk about you. You six suck. I didn't, again, because I enjoyed it so much, I didn't understand it. 
And I still kind of don't. And I was, I like, it kind of gave me the moment of horror where I was like, are they about to full way, full six way lip sync like they did on freaking 11? I was like, please, please do not make us relive that horror show. Like, I'm I, I, sure Honey Davenport, if she was watching it, felt the same exact way you did. And she'd be like, oh, poor girl, I'm ready to send you a message, whoever you are. Like, it, I just, it just didn't make sense to me to have all six of them. And it sh- I guess RuPaul really must have just hated it that bad. because So like, much. I d- Maybe it's I the jet lag. Probably. Yes. So in uh, Untucked Junior, the bottom six returned and it all makes sense. Art says they couldn't make out who the worst was because they were all really bad. Karen <laughs> does say that Snatch Game was not good and wish she could do it all over again. Rather than talking, everyone is shaking in their boots and listening to the music. But there is an alarm which means it's a message from Danny Minogue, the lesser of the Minogues, but the Aussies love her. I honestly didn't know who she was. I didn't know. Oh my God. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't know who she was. Kylie Minogue is so massive. Like I have never heard of. Danny is almost as big as her sister. That's literally. I literally don't know how I've never heard of her. She, because she hasn't gone international. She's definitely just an Australian. Mm, Okay. But I love that this video is literally coming from a fucking Apple monitor. <laughs> I get it, the budget, but it's coming from an Apple monitor. You Very couldn't even fucking rig a TV. <laughs> oh my God. Like, does it not come with like the airplay where you could have put it on another screen? I, <laughs> I love when they do this. Kind of, well, I don't love it. I think it's funny when they do these kind of messages because it's like so clearly like, pre-recorded and like they're not interacting with this person they're being fed lines to say like yeah it's just awkward it was it was so art asks for some minogue magic tips she says that not every performance is going to be perfect she had some doozies where she's fallen through the set but she keeps going etc asks what her special move is and she does some needle action have you ever done any needle action in drag like the little like the women it was like uh, no, oh, the, like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I don't really. I'm not like a pointer girl. Not really. But yeah, I like. I like to do like a very like harsh point. If fair. I that's fair. Yeah. Um, Danny says, focus on the next bit and get ready to absolutely kill it. And that's all we have with Danny. She's enamored with their looks, and that's all. Thanks for the cameo. Um, <laughs> at least they're. At least you got to interact, quote unquote. Unlike Kylie, who just said things. Monologued. <laughs> Etc. goes over to Karen and says that Electra should be in the bottom for the outfit alone, but Karen knows. Karen says that it's going to be Coco and Art. We'll see. Rue has made some decisions. Scarlet, Karen from Finance, Electra Shock, and Maxi Shield are safe, leaving Art and Coco as the bottom two. Do you agree? Because I sure do not. I absolutely do not. I think Coco Jumbo, unfortunately, yes, was as deserved bottom um, two. I think personally that it should have been Electroshock. Absolutely. I agree. I think they didn't want to put her in the bottom. So that's why they said the things they did in the critique, which really fucking sucks. She should have been in the bottom. That look alone should have put her in the bottom, as et cetera said. And again, like it's this double standard that they have. And it's like the overproduction of this show where I'm like, what it what are people supposed to walk away from this with do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. what is the lesson learned what is anything like people 
oh, I did great, but I'm still on the bottom for no reason when this other person like looks that way and didn't do well. And yet they're still here. It like makes no sense. I watched the episode at about five o'clock in the morning um, because I'm that idiot. Um, (laughs) I had a lot of friends watch it later and I actually got a lot of real time updates. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, the journeys that my friends went on as they watched Art <laughs> be a bottom lip sync and then have the results she did. I couldn't stop laughing because I knew, but just like the back row, the girls are shocked to see Art in the bottom. Lord. I remember when I didn't want to name the, the lip sync song. We're going to name it now. Mm-hmm. The song is I'm That Bitch by RuPaul. Now, I do not want to hear any more excuses about budget. They had Kylie there literally ask her for a song hey can we like not pay you royalties now later on or something can we just use any of your songs this song was a setup there was no way anyone could do a successful lip sync to this song no it's It's not a good performance song no it's not it's only okay the thing with rupaul's music like the songs are good because when they're remixed like the girls have their own verse and can do their own thing. Like the like the actual RuPaul song on its own is never like they're very flat. They don't go up right. and down or like they peanut butter is the only one that I can see like you kind of doing something to because it's like so frantic. Yeah. Like, For those who do need a refresher, this is the song from season 12 of Drag Race when the first group of girls wrote a bitch track. The magic of this song is the verses that they wrote, not the chorus or RuPaul's part. Yes. I completely agreed like and hearing it because obviously like I, I I like that only time I've ever heard the song is with the girls verses like and they were like I, I was, was actually a really good I, I was hoping yeah. they were gonna do um like Heidi and Closet is my name like I was waiting for that part I don't want to hear RuPaul <laughs> and like again like what you said I'm like Kylie Minogue just released an album literally last year when they were filming this so I'm like you would think they would want to promote that music through the show if she's already there but apparently not like honestly i would take rupaul out of drag for the entire season just to have a kylie lip sync i yeah honestly you know what i agree with you on that also art stood no chance she could not move in that outfit especially for this song coco had the right attitude and yeah, she's going to have the right attitude. But let's be honest, as we alluded to already, you cannot eliminate two queens of color back to back. Like, I think everyone in that room knew that whoever was going to go against Coco would go home. Why it was art? Literally no idea. No clue. And I think, like, I mean, did Coco win that lip sync? Yes, absolutely. And like, that mm-hmm. was just the reality. Yep. Either way, like, Coco would have stayed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, regardless of politics, anything else, like, Coco did a good job. It was pa- it was serviceable. Was it the best? No, but like it was serviceable and she definitely outperformed Art Simone. Um, but yeah, no, like it was just such an odd decision. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the biggest shock of the season, Art Simone is eliminated and the entire back of that room is gagged. They literally cannot believe what they are hearing. Art is hysterical. I mean, how could the biggest name be eliminated like this? Yeah. Karen goes to give her a huge hug because she knows, and we just hear Art sobbing. Art is feeling very disappointed and thinks she let her friends and family down. She thinks she failed, and she has fans who are expecting a certain level from her, and she didn't deliver. But 
like I said, there were a lot of memorable things. In the most memorable moment oh thus God. far, a producer says, but you were here. And Art snaps back with, that means nothing. Ha 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 ha. I couldn't, but I was ga- like gagged. Like ga- that this, was a gag. This was the drag race equivalent of fuck the big picture, Clint, from the iconic Madeline Hatter on Dragula. I literally was thinking that. Oh my God. <laughs> literally what it was. Because like you never really see the girls break the fourth wall, I guess, in that way. Like where like where you see the true like the people put thousands of dollars and like they quit their jobs and leave their like high paid gigs and they leave everything behind to go on drag race. And when you're someone like her who is at the level that she's at to be eliminated that way, you know, and she knows she said it on the way out. Like, I'm never going to be able to live this down. And yeah. she's probably right. Like, does she give an iconic exit? Yes. But like, people are always going to know her for the rest of her career as the girl that was eliminated second on Drag Race Down Under. Like, yeah. you can't escape it. And that that is like, not only unfair, but like, you can see that she is crumbling because of that in that moment. And like, it was crazy. I couldn't believe that she really like snapped at her that way. I was like, yeah. oh my. But it's now, real. listen. It's real. You, you got to make what you can out of the moments like this. If you haven't seen on her social media, she's selling a limited edition t-shirt of this face that I have as my background um, saying that means nothing. <laughs> and then she photoshopped Bindi Irwin wearing it. So smart. Um, <laughs> you kind of alluded to it, but let's go into the burning questions. What will Art's legacy be after a uh, two episode flame out? I, I mean, I, to be honest, I think she'll be fine no matter what. I think yeah. this is only going to fuel, I think for her, because of who she is and because people were rooting for her so much, I think that this is actually kind of going to fuel a kind of big surgence of her. I feel like this is a Banji moment. Fair. Like, that, that's, this, that's fair. That back moment, especially, like this is a big Banji moment where they're going to, people are going to say that to her for the rest of her life, but like she can profit off of it. And clearly she's smart enough to do it. Like yeah. she's already doing it. We, so. we, we are going to see. Um, all I say is let's keep watching, see what happens. We already talked about conspiracy theories, but let's talk about next week. It looks like we have a girl group challenge. The bar is quite high because Drag Race UK had not one, but two knockout hits. Mm-hmm. Will Queens Down Under be good? I, you know what? I don't know. I, I can't really tell from two, the, like having a girl group thing two, three episodes in, it's kind of like, you don't know what these girls can do really. Yeah. And like, it's a shorter, it's going to be a shorter season because there's less girls. So it's like, you know, I have a feeling that at the end of it, we're not really even going to know the top three of this season too, too well. So I think, I don't know. I think, do they sing in Australia? I honestly don't know. I feel like they probably do. I feel like that's probably know. part of their gig. Is I would, I would, I would assume so. If it's such um, a big thing in the UK, I would assume it would be a big thing in Australia as well. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited because if anyone knows me, we all know my obsession with um, "Break Up Bye Bye" in UK Hun. So I am expecting perfection here. Um, give me some shrimp on the Barbie lines. Get, get, make fun of Australia, and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotta be good. It like it gotta be good. I hope so. I think it will be. After two episodes, the winner of the season is question mark? Karen from finance. Like what who else? Now it's like now I feel like they're gonna it's they're gonna push Karen. They're gonna like I um push her to the top. I'm gonna double down what I said and I'm gonna stick with Anita right now. 
uh, just because I think Rue is feeling that performance, and I think that's going to stick with Rue because if she really was that pissed off at Snatch Game. She's going to be happy with the winner of it. So I think Anita, with that one little bit about her dad, I, I'm i feeling Anita right now, but I had to change an episode too because I've been saying Art Simone and I'm not sure that's going to be a thing. <laughs> well, let's see. I think, yeah, no, I do think, I don't know because I feel like Anita is definitely like a runner-up girl. Anita to me is like yeah. a like I, I feel like Karen, no, because I feel like Karen is such a huge name, like, and even though they eliminated Art Simone this way, I don't think that they're going to, I think they're smart enough to know, like, we can't take out the two biggest names. No. You know what I mean? Like, Karen has to make it to the end now. There's yeah. just like, and she's performing really well. So like, there's just no way. Yeah. Like, I, th- it, I feel like she's going to win. It's exciting. I, I love that we are two episodes in and everyone's already furious about the show. So there's going to be some good shit to come. And I, mm-hmm. I'm very excited. And it's still not to me Drag Race UK season one levels yet, but I'm still having fun and I'm excited to see what happens next. Oh yeah, I'm gagged. I'm ready for the rest of the season. I think like, I think this is going to be a season full of twists and turns and like from what you said about Scarlet and everything else, I'm very curious. I want to see what they bring up and like the discourse that they bring to this to this season. So let's yeah. find out. Well, where can we find you on social media and Venmo? So you can find me um, on Instagram at Jessica Rose underscore NYC. And then um, you can find me on Twitter. It's not a free Twitter for all of you out there. I'm not posting my whole, but um, you can find me on Twitter at Jessica Rose NYC and on Cash App and Venmo at Jessica Rose NYC. It's all the same. (laughs) Well, it was so lovely chatting with you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This was this has been like a big goal of mine for a while to get on this podcast with you. So this was definitely like a dream come true. And I'm very excited to be here with you. And um, yeah, thank you for having me. The biggest thanks to Jessica for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>